Thanks for listening and welcome to the CoachMaze.com podcast, where high school basketball coaches can turn to find that one takeaway to add to their already successful programs. Like you, I'm a high school coach, so let me know on Twitter at Coach J. Mays what your takeaway from today's talk was. Hey, hoop heads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com slash team pricing to learn more. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com. Coaches, welcome back to the CoachMaze.com podcast. Hey, it's off season. So, uh, yes, I have been absent. Um, but you know what? I just don't have the channel capacity to, uh, to, to do a good job with this during our season. And I, I tried and I failed. And so first things must come first. And, um, my, my team had to, had to be first. And, uh, I hope most of you understand that. But now, um, it's, uh, it's April. Um, uh, the Masters is officially over which means it's baseball season in my household and now we're we're back to doing some podcast interviews. Ironically the the um the first guest we have today is uh coach Kevin Listerman uh which is a name that everybody in northern Kentucky basketball circles knows. Uh they know the Listerman family name and um our season here at Ashland Blazer ended Saturday morning of last week in the uh, KHSAA Sweet 16 Final Four because his team was just better than ours. And then on Saturday night, Coach Listerman's team um, won the Kentucky State Championship. So our first uh, podcast interview of this offseason is with Coach Kevin Listerman of Highlands High School in Fort Thomas, Kentucky, which is in northern Kentucky. Coach Listerman, welcome to the CoachMaze.com pod. Well, thank you for having me. I, I guess I should apologize for ending your guys' season, but uh, <laughs> but you're not gonna. <laughs> no, no, I'm not giving either any of those uh, those wins away from last week. Yeah. Um, so let's dive right into this. Um, talk to me about growing up a Listerman, about your dad, about Northern Kentucky basketball. Take it from when you were a kid all the way to your playing days at NKU. What what was uh, what was growing up like, and, and what was being a basketball player in your family like? It was awesome. Uh, you know, I, I'm so blessed that that I got to be a son of a coach growing up, and uh, I'm blessed right now that I've got two boys, and uh, they're right alongside me every single day. And um, you know, it's just it's, it's such a cool way to grow up, you know, and, and to get to share those things with your dad. Um, just means an awful lot. But uh, to, to go back to the very beginning, um, my dad started his career at uh, – he's, he's started at St. Thomas and Covenant Catholic back in 1975 uh, and then uh, came to Highlands for a little bit and was with Coach Shields here when they won the uh, region championship in 1979. And my first real memories were when he was a head coach at Harrison County in 1981. 
and um, it, it, he was not very successful there in terms of wins and losses. But uh, I was a little guy, I was a first grader, and I rode the bus from the Catholic school up to the high school and had to walk across the campus. And at that time, it might as well have been miles <laughs> to, to, to walk across that campus to get to the gym. Um, and I got to be part of practice on a regular basis. Uh, I got to watch the guys. And, you know, there are guys there that nobody would remember uh, outside of Cynthiana, but they were my heroes and um, actually had some influences on me in terms of my academics. I remember one day sitting in a locker room scribbling out a, a first grade worksheet and uh, one of the players looked at me and said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm doing my homework so I can go shoot. And he said, that's terrible. And and the player made me redo my homework in that locker room that day as a first grader. And uh, the, the probably the neatest thing about it is, is the guy that that, that young man uh, wasn't an a, a straight A student. He was an average student, but he wasn't going to let me be average because of my dad. Um, and then, uh, you know, so, so I was learning life lessons, lessons from, from guys that I thought were awesome, uh, at a very young age. And then, uh, you know, we did, uh, came back to Northern Kentucky, uh, coached a year at Ludlow as an assistant under Ray Thompson, and then went to Covenant Catholic and was there for a long time under Danny Teeman. Um, and in those years, uh, we, you know, that's when Richie Farmer was doing his thing from from Clay County and, and Allen Houston down at uh, uh, Ballard. And, and I got to go watch those state championships. And, and that's where I really started to fall in love with the game. And um, my dad listened to uh, Bobby Keith at one of the, the coaches um, clinics. And Bobby was talking about how uh, Richie Farmer learned to grow up on gravel. That, that's what he played on. So instead of our court being dirt at home or even concrete, we got gravel. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's that's how I learned to dribble basketball. And if you could dribble on gravel, you can handle it in just about any circumstance. So uh, my brother and I, we, we would go out. We, we grew up in southern Campbell County, so there wasn't a neighborhood. It was just uh, Andy and myself. And uh, day after day just went at it and played one-on-one. He was much more of a tactician than I was. I'd let him go out and work on his game, and then I'd go out and play him. And I figured if I was close enough to him, I was good. So I kind of cheated the system, I guess, a little bit. Um, and then, uh, you know, the two of us uh, got to go play for my dad and coach team in a Covenant Catholic. Uh, when Andy was a sophomore, we uh, beat Holmes in the regional championship at Holmes in 1992, and I was the last guy on the bench. But I got to be part of that team, and I ran the scout team, and – I had some of my best days at practice because, you know, as a scout team guy, when you get to be the best player on the other team, you don't get yelled at for shot selection. You don't get yelled at for anything. So I had a lot of freedom those couple of days, and I enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, it had a pretty good career. That was the only time we got out of the region. We lost to um, Holy Cross my junior year in the regional finals. and my senior year, we lost to Simon Kenton on a layup with three seconds to go as a senior. Uh and then uh, I was blessed to, to be offered a walk-on spot at NKU. And um, as things worked out, I, I, I earned my way on to, into the rotation as a freshman. We had a fantastic team. We went to the national championship as, as a freshman. And then we had a bunch of those guys back as a sophomore, went back to the national championship uh, as a sophomore. Both times we lost tough ball games. 
And then uh, I finished my career with our, our my last two seasons uh, getting to the second round of the NCAA tournament. So in, in my four years at Northern playing, uh, we had some tremendous success. I got to be a part of some some great teams and um, you know, being playing for Coach Shields, there were a lot of things that I learned from him in terms of especially how to handle people and and, and motivate people and treat people. And then, uh, you know, Coach Beasold, uh, Dave Beasold was our assistant coach, and he was kind of the orchestrator of the defense. And a lot of those principles are the things that I use uh, with our team today. So I, I've grown up under some great men, uh, great coaches, but more importantly, great men who who really uh, influenced me. And and you know, when when I you're a little kid, you, you your dad's your hero, and in a lot of ways, that's kind of how I I fell into it. And um, I've been very blessed with with a successful career as a coach. But um, you know, it, it's about the kids and the relationships that I've had the chance to build. And and I couldn't imagine doing anything else. Let's let's go back into some of the things you said. Some of the names that you mentioned. Um, you mentioned Coach Shields. Um, it, his first name was Kenny, right? Was yes. it Kenny? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kenny Shields. And that uh, I, I actually never met Coach Shields more than maybe probably once or twice, and it was just very quick handshake. How you sure. doing, Coach? You know. Um, but that what I remember about his tenure is he was part of um, small small college. Let's call it small college because Northern then isn't what Northern Kentucky is today as far as campus, you know, and, no, and no, enrollment. Uh, yeah. So, you know, you had Kenny Shields at Northern. You had Jim Reed at Georgetown. You had Randy Vernon at Cumberland's. You had Luke Cunningham at Campbellsville. You had Don Lane at Transy. You had – um, oh, Coach Werewilly at uh, at Berea. Um, you know, you just you had some really, really, really good basketball coaches in this state that weren't at Division One schools. Yes. I mean, it was the heyday of of just great basketball coaches. And I, I I'm a Georgetown College product. I I spent two years under Coach Jim Reed uh, before Coach passed, and and then obviously was with Happy for many years. But sure, um, I, I just I always remember being very proud of the quality of coaching that was at the small college level in Kentucky, and arguably one of the the leaders of that group of coaches was was Coach Shields in Northern Kentucky. I mean. When you guys got it going there, um, you know, you guys, it seemed like every year you were on CBS on a Saturday, <laughs> you know, playing a national championship game for Division Two. you know? Yeah, well, that – our league was was so good. And and I'll, I'll go back to Coach about – he was he was phenomenal in getting his players to play at a very high level. Um, he instilled a lot of confidence. He gave the guys a lot of freedom. Um, you know, the, a lot of the, the offenses that we ran this year with our team um, were, were very similar to what we did at Northern because we were built very similar. Um, and and then the, the best part about Coach is, is he cared so deeply about the kids as, as people, and, and you knew that. So you there was never a day you walked into the gym and, and going, well, I, I don't like Coach. Now, you may not like what, what practice was or what he had to say, but uh, you know, because he was he was honest with you about what was going on, but you knew he cared about you as a person, 
and, and he knew about your family. He knew about your girlfriends. He knew about, uh, you know, e- everything going on in your life and he deeply cared about it. So when you walked into the gym, you know, you wanted to put your best foot forward for him because he knew, you knew he had your back. And, um, you know, I, that, that was his, his greatest attribute. And then, you know, he, he got us it, it, offensively coach had a high, high basketball IQ. And, uh, like I said, we ran, we, I still run stuff from him, uh, today and, and it, they're, they're simple things, but they, they're very, very effective. Um, and then, you know, with what we were able to do with those groups of guys, uh, the chemistry and it, and it all started with coach. Um, you, you know, he, he knew the type of person that he, that he wanted in his program and, and how the pieces fit together. And he just did a great job with it. What did you do when you graduated from Northern? So I finished, um, I actually had a chance to go to a small college at, in, uh, down in Tennessee, uh, Rhodes College. Uh, Herb Hilgeman was, was the head coach down there. I was a GA at Northern and he was losing his assistant and he offered me the job. And um, I had one class to finish my master's. So instead of taking a job in Tennessee, I stayed with coach and finished up my master's. Uh, and then the following year, I got uh, offered the job at Bellevue High School. So I'm 23 years old. I'm a high school head coach teaching science to eighth graders, uh, was engaged to my wife. I mean, I, I had a, a ton of things that, that just kind of all fell into place there. And uh, our, our team at Bellevue had a very good year. We went 17 and 12 and won the small school conference up here. Uh, which was a big deal for our kids in our school. And then um, I kind of I, I bounced a lot real early in my career. So we, we have a tremendous season there. Uh, the next year or that summer, Boone County opened up. And being a, 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 a kid that wants to take a team to the state tournament, you know, I knew that, that Boone County was a better opportunity to do that. And so I took the job at Boone County. Uh, that season we went 26-4. and four. Two of those losses were to my dad. And uh, the last one was in the regional championship. And uh, we had two kids that, like you mentioned, your kids were banged up a little bit. We had a kid sprained, my 6'8 center uh, sprained his ankle in the last minute of the semifinal on Friday. And we had to play them on Saturday night. So uh, dad's team was, was very, very good. And they got to the final four and lost to Warren Central in uh, 2004. And Warren Central ended up winning the whole thing. So, you know, we were – we were, you know, maybe a turned ankle away from from making a run at that point, um, and then Coach Shields retired at NKU uh, that that spring, and Dave Beasold, who I mentioned earlier, took over, and Coach Bees and I had a phenomenal relationship, and so he called me and says, "Do you want to come back and be my number one?" I'm 26 years old. I got a chance to be at the one of the top Division two programs in the country, and I don't have to I don't have to move. I, I so I took the opportunity to do that. And, um, you know, we, we had a couple good years there, um, but uh, I had to make a choice between uh, being a college coach and the demands of recruiting and travel and everything else or to, to really have the family that my wife and I wanted to have, and that became a no-brainer. So I went back to high school. I coached a year with my dad at Covenant Catholic as his assistant, which was a sort of a bucket list thing for me. Uh, we lost in a regional championship that year to a very, very good Holmes team. Uh, then I went across the river with a good friend of mine to to Colerain High School. As as my wife and I joke, after my year of uh, taking a vow of poverty and teaching in a Catholic school, we went we went to Cincinnati. And uh, uh, a good friend of mine was a head coach at Colerain, and um, it, you know everybody recognizes Colerain High School as a football power. 
as, as rightfully they should. And uh, my buddy told me, he says, well, I think we can win here, which was an absolute lie. But uh, we went over there, and we and, and the GMC, the Cincinnati uh, Public School League, is just brutal. I mean, you're talking division, multiple Division One players year after year after year. Yeah, I'm a Princeton product, so yeah, so you know, yeah. So we um we, we had we were, I was there six years, and two of the six years we ended up in the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, it was the only they had done it one time in 1949, and we went twice in the last four years that we were there. Um. And, and we lost to uh, – the first time we got to the Sweet 16, we lost to a guy by the name of Jared Sullinger. And you talk about picking your poison because he had a point guard by the name of Trey Burke. And we chose Trey Burke to beat us, and he did. <laughs> and then uh, two, uh, three years later, we lost to a very good LaSalle team in the uh, regional semifinals. And then uh, Coach Mueller, uh, then the job opened up here at Highlands, and, and Coach Mueller, who was the football coach and the AD at that time, uh, called me. We talked uh, uh, at length about what this job was going to entail and, and what it needed. Um, and and it, ironically, it was the night that Louisville won the national championship. So we had about a three-and-a-half-hour phone conversation that night, and uh, I decided to come to Highlands and and uh, take on the challenge that was here, and, and we've been able to do some phenomenal things. But every year, the national championship, I send Coach Mueller a text and say, happy anniversary. So this, this year was a little sweeter than the last couple, but it's been a great journey. Um, you know, we, we had to do some things, and we went through an awful lot of struggles, but uh, to, to see it come to fruition this year was, was very special. Well, let's, let's jump to that. Um, I don't know if this is a concrete truth or not, Coach, but I, I I believe that at some point in any coach's career, you have to learn to lose with the team before you learn to win with them. Um, coaches that don't go through those growth moments of losing first to win second, uh, I think they're missing some things. Um I'm not, I don't want losing on anyone, but I think there's value to it long-term for the growth of a coach. So you, you just mentioned that you had some struggles along the way once you became the coach at Highlands. Talk to me about possibly even was it losing with the team before you uh, – because obviously you, you just won a state championship. So <laughs> you, you've built the program back to where uh, – to, to do the job that you were hired to do. But what were the hard parts of building Highlands back to where you are now? Well, at, at that time, we really had to, to change a mindset uh, in, in what we were doing in the off season. And, you know, people ask me all the time, can you play multiple sports in high school? And I, 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 the answer is absolutely yes. You can play multiple sports, and we got a ton of kids that do. But the difference is you have to put time into those sports in the off season. You know, if you want to be a good baseball player, you got to take swings – and you got to throw a little bit during a basketball season. If you want, if you want to be a good basketball player, you got to be able to put a ball in your hands and take shots during football season. Like it just, it, you have to put the time in. Um, and so we had to change that mindset a little bit. And then, um, you know, it taught me a lot of humility um, because I had so much success at Boone County and at, at Bellevue and, and the success we had at Coleraine. And uh, my second season here, we lost to Bellevue on a shot at the buzzer and we hadn't lost to them in I think 47 years. 
and then uh, we lost, and then we turned around and did it the very next year. So uh, you know, it, it it really does. It teaches you how to be humble. It teaches you to go back and say, okay, what are the, what are my core values? What is it that we're, this this program is going to hang its hat on? How are we going to define ourselves? And um, you know, I've I, I really spent some time looking at that, and uh, that's where we kind of came up with our two twelve mentality. And uh, we, we've just absolutely our kids have bought into that that they they got to find that extra degree they got to find that that little bit extra to be good, and then turn good to great. So um, that was a big part of it. The other piece um, that I cannot stress enough is building your staff. You know, you've got to have guys who are unbelievably committed, who are unbelievably loyal. And they're going to tell you the hard things that you need to hear as a head coach. Like, these are the things we got to get better at. This is what we've got to do. And um, I was, I've been very blessed that those things all happened here. Um, you know, my, my assistant coach, especially uh, Kevin Orm and Scott Blassing game, you know, those are guys that, you know, don't get talked about a whole lot because the head coach gets all the credit, gets all the blame. <laughs> but, um, you know, th- those guys are so important to what we do. Mm-hmm. I agree. I couldn't agree more. Well, break down the culture at Highlands High School. What makes your school? Uh, and you can you can weave basketball into this answer if you want. But what makes sure. your school culture? What makes Highlands uh, so special, so unique? And before you answer that, we played you. Not we played you twice this year. We were zero and two this year. We opened our season with you, and we ended our season with you. And we came to you. Um, uh, first game of the year uh, this year, and I cannot put into words how beautiful your campus is. I had yeah. no idea your school was that nice. Yeah, your facilities I, I, were that nice. I mean, it's, it's a it's a really cool place. So tell yes, me about it. it. Um, I, I'll start with this. You know, when I took the when I came here from Coleraine in my in my first couple of years, even through the first three or four years, I would giggle on my way into class like this is the place that I'm teaching. Um, just because we've got unbelievable community support. I mean, it, it, our community gets behind our school in everything that it does, whether it's our theater program. We've got a full um, uh, in-ho- in-house um, TV studio where our students produce their own news shows and, and, and full uh, interview shows. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable the technology and the things that we have and our, our kids have at their fingertips. But that's because our community values uh, a successful and an excellent high school in, in all aspects. And it, it manifests itself in, in sports because that's what the, that's what the, out, the outside world sees. Um, but our, our school culture, our community culture, is that we want our kids to be and do excellent in everything that they do. So – you know, when when it's about, hey, we, we need to spend more time in the gym, mom and dad are expecting those kids to be in the gym. When we, we offer we offer classes, we call them early bird classes. So we start school before we start school. And we have about 20% of our kids that are taking extra classes because they want to take an extra AP class or they want to do um, a particular pathway. And, and so, you know, our school is about, look, you're going to do the work. And, and we want you to be excellent and they're going to support you in whatever way is possible. So that's the culture of the school. Um, and then, like I, I mentioned earlier a little bit, we, I, we call it our 212. 
which again, I'm a science teacher. So that's the temperature at which water boils. And so if you can turn water into steam, steam drives engines, steam makes things happen. Um, so it, we, we constantly refer to it. We say 212, turn it up. It's about finding that extra degree and finding that one piece that makes the difference. And so with, that's kind of the mentality that we've, we've approached with our program. And it's kind of uh, permeated the school. So it, it, it's neat for me to kind of see that happen. So let's um, – who are your coaching mentors, Coach Listmer? Well, obviously, uh, my dad. I mean, we talk probably uh, every day or at least five days a week. Not always about basketball, but, you know, there, there's a lot of wisdom in, <laughs> in, in his 47 years as a teacher and a coach. Um, obviously, Coach Shields had an awful lot to do with, with how I approached the game and those type of things. Um, I, I played for Danny Teeman at, at Covenant Catholic, and Coach T was the, the sub for Oscar Robertson for a year with the uh, Cincinnati Royals and uh, a, a lot of his values and, and, and mindsets are, uh, are, are things that I've taken with me. So those are kind of like the, the guys in the, in the background. Um, you know, I do a lot of reading coach, I'll be honest with you. And I follow guys like Mark Batterson, uh, who's, who's a little bit on the, the religious side of things. Uh, uh, oh shoot. I'm drawing a blank on the other one. I uh, got that. Uh, did chop, chop his book is a chop wood carry water. Oh, Joshua Metcalf. Joshua Metcalf. Yeah, we made our team fa- read that last year. Big, big fan of the things that Josh puts out there. Yeah, he's uh, a great and, thinker. Yes. So, so those, I, I, they're not necessarily coaching mentors, but they're they're mentors about if if you're a leader. Uh, the other guy that I I really like is Simon Sinek. Uh, you know, if you as a coach, it, you're as much a leader as you are anything else with X's and O's. So, you know. You, and I know that some of the things are cliche. You talk about, like you said, you got to lose before you win, right? It's surrendering the outcome. We we weren't obsessed with winning a state championship this year. We were about playing games and getting better every time we walked on the floor. And um, you know, those are guys that that in the in the last eight to ten years have had a, a massive impact on how I approach uh, the relationships with our kids and how I, I approach sort of big picture things with our team. Whereas a young coach, I was much more focused on the results, and uh, I, I think I missed on some things. And and that's part of, like you said, part of that losing process is you got to step back and look and say, okay, what what sort of things? Where do I have to get better as a coach? And it's not always X's and O's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I I think um, just listening to you right here, I'm, I'm an avid reader as well, and. Um, we, uh, you, it sounds like you do some leadership and personal development with your team as, as, as we do. Um, but one of the things that, that rang out was, uh, the, you know, keep in mind, I coached against your team twice this year. You guys are so composed, whether you're up 10 or down 10. I mean, and we never had you down 10. Um, <laughs> but, uh, we did get down 10. You know, we, what you guys were just so composed. And one of the things I've also noticed about your teams on um, film and then the two games that we played, you all – I mean, maybe I missed a game or two, but you always come out playing well. 
Like you're always ready, you know, and that's something I struggle with our team this year. Man, we had some games. We had just to fight through some adversity early on. Our very first game of the season against you, you got us down 18 to four, you know? (laughs) So, um, you know, and I got, you know, I don't know what that was about. It might be more the DNA of your kids, um, but you, you just, from the tip, you guys are just, raring to go and executing and hitting shots and um you know you just you had a lot of composure and i, I came away very impressed and the other thing i come away very impressed and i'm sort of skipping ahead here is the quality of basketball in northern kentucky <laughs> i'm going to tell you something i'm going to tell you my opinion and i'm going to get some twitter responses here where people are going to think i'm crazy and that's all right i'm going to go on a limb here definitely this year but i i I, I've seen enough now to know that the best basketball talent-wise in Kentucky is – I don't necessarily think it's in Lexington or Louisville. I really don't. I think it's in Cincinnati. It's just south of the river in northern Kentucky, Cincinnati. I mean, that ninth region, I mean, we got beat by you twice this year. And um, my good friend Trent Steiner at Simon Kenton, who's not a ninth region team, but he's a northern Kentucky right. team. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they had the leading score in the state. Uh, and Kelly Neese, the kid had 42 on us, you know? And you're like, well, Coach, well, that's your fault. How'd you let a kid score 42? No, he got 30-something on us. <laughs> I mean, that, and we didn't, play, we didn't play well. I coached terrible that game. Um, we had just gotten beat 17 hours earlier by Covcath at Covcath. Uh, ironically, they shot 30 free throws to R2. But, um, you know, we, we were just it – was it was a growth weekend for us, Okay. And uh, but I just come. I'm like, man, you gotta come up here. You better, you better bring something with you because these guys are packing. I mean, you just every team that I say. I mean, look at St. Henry this year. Like, yeah. who is St. Henry? Well, I don't know. Don't blink. They're number one in the state in some polls. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, they were very good. I mean, Cove Cath. I mean, geez, old Pete's guys. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, we're playing Cove Cath, and I'm sitting like, you know. You, you call a timeout and you're talking to your team. I'm like, but in the back of your mind, it's like, I really don't have a pathway forward to win this game against these guys. You know, <laughs> um, yeah. they're just so talented. And, you know, and we're just mentioning a few, but then you also have the athletic teams, you know, the homes year in and year out and the Newports year in and year out. And, um, you know, it's just the basketball up there. Is is so good. The, there's so many new schools up there now because of the of the population growth. Um, you know, Cooper and Ryle, and I mean, the list goes on and on. The it's a good mix of private, faith based schools, Catholic schools, you know, and public schools. It is just really good basketball up there, man. Yeah, it is, and and you could throw really Campbell County and Scott into the mix because they were they were ninth region teams until the the last realignment when they they bumped them to the tenth. But I I'm sure that they don't want to come back to the ninth. <laughs> but Eric's done a Eric's done a heck of a job out there at Campbell County and and even Coach Fromeyer at Scott. You know, I mean they're 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 heartbeats away from state finals and state championships. But you're right, and not only is it is it high level in terms of skill. You've got high-level coaches up here. I mean, the the amount of scouting that the coaches do and the details. And, I mean, getting out of our region is so brutal, which is, you know, I never thought about winning a state championship. I was so concerned getting out of the region. And then, you know, kind of once you do, you take a deep breath. You're like, you know 
you're good enough to win it if you come out of the ninth region. That you absolutely know. Now, whether everything falls into place, you know, that's that's a different story. But um, and, and the thing about it is not only are the high school coaches good, but the area as a whole, like there's so many good like AAU teams and, and the dads that are coaching right before they even get to AAU, the number of dads that played either in college or high level high school. They were coached by so many of the coaches, like you know, Coach Don at Newport Catholic just retired uh, as principal for forty-one years. Well, guess what? He's got he's got three generations of parents that are coaching the same fundamentals and the same things that he's taught. You know, and those kids are going to Newport Catholic. The same thing with Coach Faust out at St. Henry. So, it, the level of of basketball in this area is very very good. Um, you know, it, it, it's very unique to get a kid like Sam Vincent. You know, and and obviously I was very blessed with that. But we produce very, very good high-level D3 kids. You know, the difference between being a D1 and D2 is is basically about four inches, right? <laughs> and so, um, you know, we may not produce the, the, the highlight athlete as much, but we're, we've, we've actually done more of that recently too. So, um, you know, when you look at uh, what uh, – Sean McNeil's done it at West Virginia and, and the Kunkel, Adam Kunkel over at, uh, at uh, Xavier, you know, and, and so we've, we've started to kind of have some of those, but um, it's, and, and the funny part is those kids all grow up competing against each other. You know, they know, <laughs> they all know who the best player is in Kenton County, the best player in Boone County, best player in Campbell County, and they've played each other probably 30 times already. And so it's just going to keep moving up. You know, the, the, the old saying of iron sharpens iron, right? You know that that guy's working. So if, if you want to compete with them, you better be working too. And uh, that's kind of the neat thing of our area. And and I will say this for our, our, our area as well. You know, we were fortunate enough to get out. And the number of texts and that that I got from uh, other area coaches saying, hey, good luck, we want you to represent the ninth, you know, those type of things. And that's what happens year in and year out. You know, whoever happens to get out, the whole area gets behind them and, and wants to see them do well down in Lexington. Yeah. Yeah. And for, for our out of state, uh, our non Kentucky coaches listening, you know, a little backdrop there. You know, Kentucky is comprised, basketball is classless. There's no classes in Kentucky basketball. The smallest can beat the biggest and vice versa. It's a state tournament. There's 64 districts that uh, make up 16 regions. And I coach a team that's in the 16th region. Coach Listerman here on our podcast today coaches a team that's in the 9th region, which represents the schools in northern Kentucky, just south of Cincinnati. So, you know, Coach, I also think it helps that, you know, you've got Xavier and UC right across the river and, uh, you know, Thomas Moore in northern Kentucky and northern Kentucky University right there. And, I mean, you've got – just got really good basketball environments up there. So – I came away a fan of your region this year, and I'll be honest with you, I I, I didn't really know what what you guys had until this year because never in my this was just my third year coaching high school, um, hadn't really played any ninth region teams, so um, I had my eyes my my eyes opened. So, uh, but you know what they say? They say your eyes open once you get punched in the nose. So. Uh, <laughs> Well, that, that kind of happens. And, you know, I we think we have a pretty good brand of basketball. And, and I kind of watch – what tells me that we're a pretty good region is usually at Christmas time. 
when you when the ninth region sort of goes out right to other star states and other other tournaments and you you come back and and you know five or six teams in a region won holiday tournaments well that that's a pretty good indication that we've got some pretty good basketball uh in this area so um you know you're you're right and it's cyclical i mean you know there there was a time where lexington and louisville had it and it and it will it will continue to be that way you know, we we played you guys twice. We played Rowan County. I mean, you guys have a, a, some pretty good basketball down there in the 16th. So, um, you know, it's – but this area does produce an awful lot, and you got an awful lot of, of great, healthy competition that goes on, and, and it's neat to see. All right, let's – we're going downhill now on this, Coach, because I uh, want to get you home. Uh, but uh, let's talk some X's and O's here real quick. Um how have you evolved over the years? Uh, and I ask this question some, you know, what are you still doing that you've always done? What are you no longer doing that you used to? Or what are you now doing that you've never done before, X and O wise, style of play wise, schematically? Um, what, what's, what sort of, what gets you going when you, when you get down and you get a yellow pad in front of you and you get a, you get a, you get a pencil and you start sitting down with a buddy and X and O and what, what, what excites you? What, who are you as a coach, X and O wise? Well, you know, it's kind of funny because I made my name as a, as a defensive player and uh, that was kind of my calling card. And, uh, I, but I am, I love offense. <laughs> this this team this team really made me love offense. Yeah, they should have. <laughs> uh, you know, but um, I do like I I I enjoy the chess match of how do we set this up so that uh, you know our guys can play can, can can score. You know how do how do we tweak the defense? How do we position it to put it that no matter what happens, we've got an advantage. So that's that's who I am as at a at a core. Um, you know, this year with our group, we spread you out, tried to go off the bounce because that's how we were built. Two years ago, we played a uh, – we ran a continuity offense with a shuffle cut and a double screen. And just – and I had a bunch of guys that played football who really liked the screen. And so we were really good at doing that, you know, two years ago. This group this year, they're, they're not built to be screeners. <laughs> so, so we, you know, we, we, we change in that way. And I, that's the fun of high school to me is that you have to adjust what you do based on the kids that you have. Um, and, and, I, and I enjoy that part of it. Um, you asked me about things that I, I – I, how I've changed as a coach, I think, in a couple of ways. Number one, I'm able to let things go. You know, I, as, as a young coach, if we didn't get it right, we were going to keep doing it till we got it right. And now I'm to a point where we can let it go today. We're going to come back to it. But we're gonna let it go today, because we've got other. We okay. We 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 didn't get very good at, in this defensive drill. We're gonna come back to that defensive drill tomorrow. But we're gonna. I want my kids to feel good about what we did today, and rather than grind them to a nub, we're gonna find something positive. We're gonna we're gonna get feeling good about ourselves in a very competitive way. So I think that's that's part of it. Um, I know that I have added a lot more skill work to our practices, uh, more shots. I mean, I try to – we're limited in our gym space and, and gym time. But I will I, – my goal is to get our guys between 100 and 125 jump shots in a practice. And if we can do that in, a, in, a, in an hour and a half, I mean, it, it, 
it takes a lot. I don't know if we ever get there, but that's sort of the mindset that I go in with because the game in, in our team especially is built around being able to put the ball in the basket. So we got to shoot. And um, that's so, – so those are probably the two biggest areas that I've changed. Um, we do a lot of skill work, a lot of ball handling work because if you can handle the ball and not turn it over and you can put it in the basket, you're going to give yourself a, a – a chance to win an awful lot of ball games. Um, and then, you know, the other thing that we've done uh, up here is uh, we, we've gotten to the point where we really open the gym, you know, where if kids text me at 10 o'clock at night, uh, I'll do everything I can to get them in the gym so they can shoot. And fortunately, I got a couple of assistants that, that don't mind staying up a little later or getting up early. And, and so, you know, just having the kids have that mindset that, if I want to get better, I can get better, and coach is going to be here. Um, and that I think that's been a big a big change for us um, in terms of you know things that are constant for me is uh, you know the level at which you have to compete in practice and the speed at which we practice. Um, you know, I'm not a believer in in real long sort of grinded out practices. I'd rather come in and be really, really sharp and fast with everything that we do and and be exhausted in an hour and a half and, and get off the floor and come back tomorrow. Um, so those are those are the things for me that are that way. Offensively, I think um, you know, like I said, you adapt with with your team. But for me, one of the, the absolutes is you got to share the basketball, and you know, is is find a ways to. Guys can catch and shoot. You got to be able to move the basketball and and, and play with a, a lot of freedom in that. Um, and then finally, on the defensive end, um, we our our matchup zone, which we used at times this year and was very effective for us. Um, it, like you talked about getting punched in the face, we played a school from South Carolina that played it, and we couldn't find a good shot against it, and they beat us by about eight or ten. And uh, I, I reached out to that coach after that tournament, and and he sent me some game film, and then we've talked a number of times after that, and we've just absorbed that piece of their what they did. That was their fundamental. We use it as a change up, and um, those are the things you know that, that you got to continue to look for, and, and continue to grow. And um, you know, I was a primarily a man to man coach, and we still are, but being able to have that and learn how to teach and coach a zone was a big thing for me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, uh, what's your next evolution? You just came off a, uh, you know, final question here. Uh, you just come off a state championship. Um, I know you've, uh, you already got those wheels, you know, turning in, in your head. Um, what's your next, how do you, how do you evolve? Um, obviously you lose Sam Vincent, who was, I think got a chance to be Mr. Basketball. He got my vote anyhow. And, Northern Kentucky signee who I think has got a chance to be an all-conference player as a sophomore for them, um, you know, if not sooner. But uh, definitely an all, all-newcomer team. But, um, you know, you lose the, the Muller kid. Um, it was uh, – did I pronounce his name correctly? Muller? Yes, that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's going to Northern to play golf, but he was a, such a great shooter. Um, you know, so what's those pieces are gone. What's your next evolution? How do you stay sharp? How, how do you, uh, how does iron sharpen iron, uh, for you going forward? Um, I think it's a couple things, you know, first and foremost, 
I can't compare next year's team to this year's team. It, 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 I've said this before, the 2022 team, and this is for every team, has its own journey to take. So they have to, they have to decide what that's going to be. Um, in that regard, though, you know, the work isn't going to change. You know, the way that we go about things, um, you know, in the weight room, in the offseason, in the preseason, how we approach, you know, game to game in our game prep, those type of things aren't going to change because those are standards. Coaches, I really hope that you enjoyed Coach Kevin Listerman of Highlands High School in northern Kentucky, this year's KHSAA, Kentucky High School Athletic Association uh, state champion. Um, I know how good his team was this year. They they beat us twice. We were 22-5, and five, and two of those five losses were at the hand of his, his team. Um, really enjoyed this discussion with him today uh, and all the the non-basketball components of their high school program that are standards that have become uh, everyday expectations. Uh, that's, that's why they have reached the pinnacle in high school basketball and in our state, whether it's the 212 mentality that he talked about or their standards in practice or their standards of their school environment. Um, he's obviously doing something very right. So the goal, as always, is to give you that one takeaway to make your program better today than it was yesterday. I hope we achieve that goal today. Until next time, thanks for listening to the CoachMaze.com pod. And uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's Coach at Coach Mays pod, or my personal Twitter feed is at Coach J Mays. Thanks for listening to the CoachMaze.com podcast. 